Hello and welcome to the Driver High podcast. My name's Tony from Driver High Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver High in Colchester. We represent two of Driver High Nationwide's network of over 100 offices and we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire, but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how are you doing? Very good Tony, nice to see you again. Yes, likewise. I, I hear uh, many happy returns are in order for your for your eighth birthday. Yes, um, it's eight years since I've taken over at the Driver Hire Colchester branch. And the best thing, Tony, it looks like we've got to have a record week to go with it. Oh, brilliant. That is a, that's a good birthday present, certainly. So this week's episode is all about motorway etiquette. The first thing I wanted to talk about, though, was flashing. Are you a, are you a flasher, Gary? I have been known to flash a few times. <laughs> so, so what, what we're talking about is um, it, it's it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of an old chestnut this one because the, the highway code is com- the complete opposite of what um, of what people actually do in practice. So we're, we're talking about the kind of uh, after you, sir, use of the of the headlights so where you're letting somebody go in front of you. So that might be to you know to let a car who's signalling to come across in front of you or somebody joining the motorway. But a lot of times, truck drivers will flash each other effectively to say, yeah, you're clear of me now. You can come back into the space in front of me, return back to the left. But of course, the Highway Code says only use your the flash of the headlights to warn somebody that you're there. It's not used in exactly the way that the Highway Code suggests. Now, I appreciate, as a person who doesn't go out driving HC very often, if someone does flash me in because I've lost a little bit of depth perception on that vehicle. I've used it in the past, flashing people in. I know it's not correct, as we've already discussed, but I do appreciate why people do it, and I do thank people when they let me in as well. I suppose it's it's a nice camaraderie between truck drivers, and I think that is something that truck drivers definitely like. You're kind of part of the team out on the road. But I suppose what I would say is just be careful with it just be certain because what the highway code is saying is that somebody flashing their lights at you is letting you know that they're there you know it's it's a effectively the same as sounding the horn so just something to be wary and careful of yeah i mean i think one of the reasons why lorry drivers do it is to flash that you know you can come in so we're sat in that middle lane and it's time to move over we're blocked enough traffic ignoring the cars and the vans and so on and that's I think that's one of the reasons why we do it Mm, yeah you're right i mean we do have this problem to do with speed limiters so if obviously people listen to this that drive trucks will 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 know and understand and know what it feels like because truck uh trucks are calibrated the the tachograph is calibrated accurately and the speed limit is set at 56 miles an hour and so consequently if you've got one truck overtaking another you can get a situation where the two trucks are, are sort of locked at the same speed side by side yeah you've got a you've got a pet name for this haven't you yeah, I call it elephant racing. Anyone who knows the um, M11 motorway, it's a very undulating motorway. So when they go at 56 miles an hour and you're empty, going up a hill, you're much faster than the fully laden Arctic doing 56 because they just drop that mile an hour. And all of a sudden you've spent a mile getting past them just as the hill goes down and the fully freighted lorry goes down the hill a lot quicker than you're going and they come back on the inside of you. And they're constantly backwards and forwards to each other. 
and it's commonly known as elephant racing around here. Um, am I right in saying that they put um, an experimental system in on the M11 to to have trucks only in the inside lane? Was that? Yes, they done on a time zone between certain hours to see if it reduced that overtaking effect on cars and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I have to say my advice would be, you know, if, if you're the truck on the inside and you've got a truck trying to overtake you, um, yes, you don't really want to lose your speed, but, but just, just backing off half a mile an hour just to give that guy a chance to come back in front of you to free up the motorway it seems to me to be a very sensible thing to do. And the, the difference in, in backing off that half a mile an hour or so for, for, for a few hundred yards really won't affect the journey time much at all uh, and will certainly help all those uh, all those people stuck behind you in that long queue of cars. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. If you know your area well, you know when you can and can't overtake effectively with your freighted vehicle. So just have the courtesy for other drivers. Yeah. So another thing about lane use is, of course, the uh, right-hand lane. So on a three or four-lane motorway, some vehicles are allowed to use the outside lane and some vehicles aren't. And it might not be completely obvious who is and who isn't. First rule is if you're towing anything, you're not allowed in the outside lane. So I'm going out in my caravan. I can't go in the outside lane at 70 miles an hour. Well, you certainly can't be doing 70 while you're towing anyway. And you certainly can't use the outside lane. Mind you, there's not many caravans that would uh, be able to get up to that speed. I wouldn't have thought. But, um, yeah, so you can't, you can't tow anything in the, in the outside lane. Also... If you're driving a goods vehicle of more than seven and a half tons, um, so category C or indeed C plus E vehicle, you can't use the outside lane. But also the, the one that is sometimes misunderstood is the vehicle that's over three and a half tons, but under seven and a half tons. So this would be a category C1 vehicle. And in some circumstances they are, in some circumstances they aren't. And the difference is whether they've got a speed limiter or not. So if you have a speed limiter, you can't use the outside lane in those kind of vehicles. But it's only the older seven and a half ton vehicles that wouldn't have a speed limiter. Another thing that is a, it's, it's probably a rule that is not adhered to as much as, as people should. And that's the two second rule, because you end up in this situation with particularly trucks, unfortunately, in the inside lanes where they're going at similar speeds and they've let somebody in in front, but they then can't obey that two-second rule. And the two-second rule is quite simply where the vehicle in front of you passes a fixed object and you count the two seconds. And if you arrive at that object within that two seconds, then you're too close to the vehicle in front. And of course, that two-second rule uh, doubled in the wet, Gary, to four seconds. Uh, what, that's one of my um, pet hates. I, I'm a, I do a lot of driving, mainly in my car, not so much HGV now. But I always do like to leave a good gap. But what really annoys me is people who come into that gap. That's my breaking space they're taking away. And it really is one of my bugbears in life. I suppose that one of the big bugbears is, is lane discipline or lane etiquette. And th- this, uh, this is a, a huge frustration for a lot of drivers on motorways. Mm-hmm. So, so the highway code is really simple. The highway code says you drive on the left. And uh, the, the only time you're not in in lane one on a motorway is when you're overtaking. Um, so you should always return to the left after you've overtaken. But you often get these situations where people seem to just stick in the same lane. Oh, very much so. I know you've spent a lot, a long time driving abroad, Tony, so to myself. In Europe, they're really good at lane discipline and motorways. They'll pull in all the time and leaving those outside lanes for overtaking what they're there for. 
But uh, yeah, so always, always return to the left once you finish overtaking without question. But also don't be tempted if you've got somebody that, that isn't moving back to the left, don't be tempted to pass them on the left-hand side because if you've got somebody that's not aware that you're behind them, they're probably not going to be aware that you've come alongside them and they might choose to come back to the left just at that point. So, so never pass on the left-hand side. Agree totally with that. In fact, it's always been in the Harvey Code, but it's only in the last few years that that, that is now um, you know, prosecutable offence to, to pass on the left-hand side, as is as is tailgating. Yeah, both annoying things for us all as drivers out there. And, and dangerous, really dangerous. Very true. Mm. One of the things, Tony, I've got a dreadful memory, is um, I do know cat's eyes have different colours on the motorway. And living in Suffolk, we haven't got one mile of motorway to be seen. So that's what most probably why I forget. Um, <laughs> All right, well, I've got a, got a simple way of remembering this from my driver training days. So, so when, when, I, uh, when I first started teaching, you used to be asked highway code questions at the end of the test. So, so part of my job was to, was to teach the highway code for that quiz that the mm-hmm. examiner would give the driver at the end of the test. And I always used, to, um, always used to talk about driving on Spanish motorways. And so if you if you can imagine you're on a Spanish motorway, one of those ones with all the orange groves down the middle of the motorway. So the central reservation, absolutely full of orange trees. So if you can just visualize that, then it's very easy to remember uh, that the orange studs are towards the central reservation. Right. That's the way of remembering that one. Um, the the white studs are between the lanes. So the white dotted lines are between the lanes and the white studs are between the lanes. So that's easy to remember. And then the hard shoulder is red studs. So um, red, like a red traffic light, you don't go in the hard shoulder. And then the only other one is the green one. And the green one is across the junctions. So the green ones you can cross, like a green traffic light, um, to be able to go into the slit road. So that's my that's my easy way of remembering the colours. Oh, no, no, it's a really good tip. I didn't know that one, and I will remember it. Thanks. Yeah, just, just think Spanish motorways, you'll be fine. <laughs> Okay. Um, it, something else I wanted to talk about was um, something called side swiping. Um, and I suppose this is something that truck drivers will be more aware of. But if there's car drivers listening to this, then I think this is a, this is a really serious point. And uh, this end of the country, we see a lot more foreign vehicles than northern parts of the country because we're so much nearer the ports here. So particularly around the M25, M26, M20. And of course, foreign vehicles are left-hand drive. And whilst that might not sound significant to a car driver, if you are a truck driver driving a you know big Arctic left-hand drive and you're in lane one, your visibility out into the middle lane is really quite diminished. And, and yes, modern vehicles have got lots of mirrors, wide-angle mirrors, cameras, and, 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 and such like. But you're in a real danger spot. So if you're driving a car in lane two and you're overtaking a foreign vehicle and you find yourself alongside that vehicle and you get so far forward that you are alongside the cab, you're in that, that driver's blind spot. So when he's looking to move out, he'll look in his mirror. He won't see you because his view's looking over the top of your car and he, he can't see you through the window because you're below the window line. So you are completely in a blind spot. And what then happens, that driver wants to move out into lane two, look in the mirror, think it's clear, move out, signal and move out. Um, and of course, um, hence the term side swiping, swipes the side of your car. And there's been so many accidents. There's been a real, real big problem on, on, on these motorways in this part of the world where cars have been hit in that way. 
Um, so the, the trick is don't drive in that spot. So, so if you're driving in lane two and you're overtaking a, a, any truck really, but particularly foreign lorries, don't don't allow yourself to just sit alongside so make sure you're, you're going all the way through and getting ahead so, so you're you actually can be seen by them um that's a great piece of advice when we're on a motorway we relax we relax a little bit too much and you do need your concentration because you've got to think of what's happening around you all the time and that's a really good point mm. and another thing is when you sit on the motorway and you relax become tired yeah that's the thing isn't it because you know, any other road you drive on you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with traffic lights roundabouts junctions but on a motorway and they are the safest roads in the country because you don't have those things but it does make them monotonous and that's when you start to get tired so tired driving actually in some ways it's more dangerous than drink driving and i'm not suggesting you do either of those things but but the thing about tired driving is if you fall asleep at the wheel and you're about to have an accident, you're about to drive into something else, because you're asleep, uh, you're, not, you're not taking any evasive action. And so the accident, the collision, injuries can be far, far greater for that reason. Yeah, very much so. I used to work nights and driving at night time, especially with changing over from days to nights, from the weekends, you, you shorten your sleep, but you don't realise what you're doing. And well, like you're saying is, you don't hit the brakes when you should do. So you could go in the back of someone very quickly. Don't be scared to stop if you're tired. If you're half an hour into the journey and you're feeling tired, just pull over. Check your straps on your vehicle, something like that. Have an excuse to pull in, but don't keep going and pushing it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's so dangerous to drive tired. So dangerous. So, Gary, it's been great speaking to you again. Yes, it's been lovely, Tony. And I hope this information on motorway driving helps non-HEV drivers as well as HEV drivers. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so if you have enjoyed it, please do rate, review and subscribe. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again next time. Goodbye, everyone. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast, and thank you very much. And as goodbye from myself, Gary Richards at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Gosher, from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other driver hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.